Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway superfans. From Broadway superfans. Honeymoon clothes today. R.I.P. Honeymoon. Man. They really held out for a long they time. They did. Good they for were. them. They had that bizarre two-month preview period. Yeah, what the fuck was up with that? I don't know. January don't know. opening? Strange. Yeah, weird little road that Honeymoon went on. Yeah. it's. I find it very interesting how, how my feelings about that show have changed so much from the mm-hmm. first time we saw it. I think the first time we saw it, I walked out and was like, this show's perfect. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I knew. Yeah. I was just ignoring yeah. the things that I didn't want. Well, because it's a fun show. It is a fun and show. And all shows have some kind of issues. Some are worse than others. Yeah. Gypsy's the only one that's perfect. Yeah. But there is that Mr. Goldstone song. Could do without that's it. That's true. Could do it's without like it. It's like all the Wizards songs. Yeah. Yeah. God, what was I? Wait, wait. I'll never remember, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. I saw something this week, and there was a song that was like, that had a little melody in it that I was like, what is this? What is this? What is it? And it was like a melody very, very close to one of the wizard songs. Oh. If anyone knows, let me know. One of the check shows my, you check, saw Check my week. Instagram and look at what shows I saw. <laughs> Remind me. I have a terrible memory. It's anyway, true. Great story, Emily. That was good. Thank you. Worked real um, hard on it. <laughs> <Telling> at parties. <laughs> We saw a lot of shows this week. Like every week in the springtime. It's true. Most we can't talk about yet because we'll do video reviews for them when they open. Yeah. If you haven't already, go check out our review of the Heidi Chronicles mm-hmm. on the YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming at you this week, we'll have a review of Gigi. Gigi. Gigi with Victoria Clark. And some other people. Other people were in it too and they were great. It's true. But it's all about Vicky Clark on Spirit Hill. Yeah. 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 Let's be honest. The shows that we saw that we can talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, a show you won't be able to see if even if you're in New York because it's closed Sorry. is Placebo. Placebo at Playwrights Horizon. At Playwrights Horizon. Now, here's an interesting thing. Oh. Emily and I saw this on different days because of our schedule, mm. and we haven't discussed it. Ooh. So oh, this a lot is of the first yeah, time we'll ever be of, talking about it. A lot it. of times, obviously, if we see them together, we talk about them right, afterwards. Right. Or um, if we aren't able to, we'll still, you know, chat about right. it. Right. This, this is completely we've been, clean. We've been we go, go, go. Yeah. So we haven't really had a chance to talk about so, it. So, placebo, what did you think? What did you think? I loved it. I thought it was great. I had, like, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Carrie Coon is, like, fucking incredible. She was She's great. wonderful. She's a wonderful actress. She She's so, I, I, like, I just, she's so funny and mm. quirky and, like, great. Um, and, like, we loved her in Who's Afraid of Virginia Absolutely. Woolf so much. She was great in that. Um, I found her boyfriend character to be completely insufferable. Mm. He was, why, what do you, you didn't love? I don't know. I didn't find him any more insufferable than anyone else in that show. Really? Yeah. That breakup scene at the end? Well, yeah, that scene was awful but it was supposed to be it's a breakup scene i know but he was like crazy 
He was like, like, I couldn't, when he started bringing all that shit where he was like, you never supported me because you always wanted me to, like, you've always been insecure about, about me and my position. You want me to be more powerful and successful and you're uncomfortable with like my status. And she's like, I'm literally the person in your life that's been supporting well, you. Well, yeah, he time. had like so many issues and not, I'm not like excusing that, but I don't know. No, oh, okay. Hmm. By that last scene, that breakup scene, I was like, girl, get out of there. He is a <laughs> shit. He's shit. He's not worth fighting mm. for. He's a fucking asshole. He is so wrapped up in his own self-obsession and his own self-importance that he cannot even see how good the people around him are. Well, yeah. I mean, the fact that she, that he didn't like show her any of his work. Right. That's it? I don't know. I saw this so long ago. Maybe I just don't remember it. He was so, like, he forced her to move out of the apartment so that they could go on a break so that he could finish writing right. his Well, that I thought was bullshit, that he's like, let's have a, uh, have a break. And I don't remember if they explained the situation of their, like, cohabitation. Like, was it his apartment and she moved into it? I would assume. But, like... Even if that's the case, I guess if you're the one that's making this ultimatum for what seems to be a short time, you should be the one that leaves. Yes. I mean, whatever. (laughs) It was just like he, they like were getting, you know, that breakup scene happens when they're like getting back together after their break. Right. She, she's thinking that it's like, we're back together. And he's like, this is the break. Yeah. Cause they're going to. And then you like, find out that like he cheated on her mm-hmm. during the. I mean, you know, they were on a break, but he right. like was sleeping with <laughs> yeah. his like ex girlfriend oh, right. who's like. Who had been looking who at Who had all been his reading stuff. all of yeah. his stuff. And then, but the thing that was really most frustrating, I guess, especially because her character was so caught off guard by what was happening mm-hmm. and it was having such a emo- an emotional reaction that she wasn't able to have a logical reaction and fight him on the things that I wanted her to fight him sure. about because yeah. I wanted well, you can never say the things you want to sure. say that you think right. of later when you're I in know. the moment right You've it's only it's only in movies and yeah it's only exactly. in movies and tv that you're like but like I wanted her to be like how can you how are you so delusional that you have interpreted me encouraging you to finish your dissertation as me thinking you're not good enough unless you finish the dissertation. Like then how, in what, if that's how you interpret help, yeah. then how can anyone ever help you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But clearly he was just using her and was whatever. He, I hated him. <laughs> I mean, at the, by the end, he's yeah. a great actor and everything. Sure. And well, you weren't supposed to like him. Character. So it's good that you hated him by the end. I liked the working vending machine. Oh, I know. I was like, how? I love that. Did they, because I wonder if they used fake money at first and then when they got it to work, it was a real dollar. Mm, don't know. You know, I don't know. On TV, you're not supposed to, you're like, you can't use real money on TV. You can't photograph Why? money. So I wonder if you're not supposed to use money on stage. You can't use real money in yeah. TV and movies? Anytime you see money on, in TV and on movies. Nope. On TV and in movies. It's fake. Why? Because the Department of the Treasury? It's, I mean, I don't really see how it would help counterfeiters when they can just look at money. But yeah, I think what? that's the one of the That makes no sense. I can maybe that's get money not the from reason, the bank and look at it and Maybe that's it. not the reason, but that's the only reason I can what? figure. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. 
My main issue with the show, and it really wasn't even because it didn't lessen my enjoyment necessarily, Mm. but I didn't really see the connection between the two stories that were happening. Yeah, I felt that too. I guess after a bit of the play, a a bit of the ways in, I was like, so this isn't about the drug study Not at all, all, right? (laughs) Because I was expecting it to really be about the clinical study. That's that's all anything said about about it. Right, right, right. And I was like, no, 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 it's about her life. I think it was just a marketing error or a synopsis error. I mean, not that I wouldn't want to see that show, but the show it ended up being it was very interesting sure. too, right? Like yeah. at least it wasn't like this yeah. isn't the show I expected and I don't like it. You know what was a detail that I so appreciated that mm-hmm. I don't think I have ever seen utilized in any show ever what? that I think was fucking great and I hope it sweeps everybody, like everybody starts doing it. I was sitting in the front row okay, and when she take took a phone call from mm-hmm. her sister, there was a recording playing back Oh, so I was sitting like when she was when she one of the phone calls she gets from her sister, Mm -hmm. she was sitting like right at the end of the stage. She was like a foot away from me and I could hear her sister responding to her like she was having a full conversation that's it was fucking great well was it a recording or did somebody call Uh, I'm pretty sure it no it was definitely a recording because Mm. it was like she was in the middle of the scene she sat down the lights changed she was on the phone in a new scene oh okay um yeah so she must have just like hit whatever voice memo was or something like that and yeah i could hear the sister being like well you have you like mom doesn't whatever it was really great i was like why don't all the shows especially like the show that we saw today that also Mm -hmm. featured a cell phone and every time you know we'll talk about this uh in a few moments yeah you could see it had it was like, like a the fake. It was an iPhone, but it was like a dead iPhone, and it had like a sticker on the front that like looked like it was what a call numbers and the call end. looks like. Yeah. But you know, you, that's um, what I was gonna say. It had the red call. I would much end prefer call either just an iPhone that just has a black screen with nothing on it, and it's fine. Then it's fine. I don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Having the call screen was distracting. Well, or like yeah. maybe just or better, why better she, prop work. Why did she even have a cell phone? Because she, when she was her character, she had a cell phone. And then when she switched into the other voices, she wasn't, she dropped the phone. Did you notice because, that? Well, yeah. And those people would have some sort of phone. Uh-huh. Anyway, this is, we're not there yet. All right. <laughs> um, but anyway, great phone work in placebo. Yeah. Everybody pick up on that trend. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. I was... Not. I think I was like in the first row of the like back section. Mm. The dialogue was very like contemporary play mm. dialogue. A little Aaron you Sorkin. Know? A little Aaron Sorkin, a little Will Eno, like the realistic Joneses that we saw, oh, except I, it made sense. Right. It was coherent. <laughs> it was it like a that, little bit exaggerated. About it, you right. Know? Like the way she interacted with the other guy that worked at the yeah. lab was yeah. definitely like a heightened reality right. of how humans talk. Right. But, and yeah. and at the beginning when she was like friendly, when she was, she and her boyfriend were in a good mm-hmm. place mm-hmm. and they were, you know, yeah. talking like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah. The realistic Joneses was not. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it didn't make sense. It made no sense. I had no idea what was going on the entire time. <sighs> Except we knew he was sick. I think there were aliens. I don't even remember. I think there were, were there aliens? aliens. Yeah, remember there was a weird lighting thing happened at the end that indicated to me that there was like aliens. Are you sure that wasn't Arbor Day? <laughs> <laughs> what was that show called? Dead Accounts. 
That accounts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Norbert. Oh. That was a bad Norbert impression. It was. Let me try it again. Yeah. Arbor Day. Wait, there's something happening with my voice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to get in my Norbert. I hate this fucking business. <laughs> He's like, Arbor Day. No, it's not there. I can't do it. You'll work on it. Yeah. I love Norbert. I love his voice. Anyway. That show. Placebo. Placebo was it, great. I'm sorry everyone yeah. missed it. It was really yeah. good. Carrie Coon, man. If you can see Carrie Coon in a thing, go, mm-hmm. go see her. She's yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. She was great. The play is by Melissa James Gibson. Great work. Yeah. Great work. Um, we saw another play by a lady playwright. Oh. The Undeniable Sound of Right Now at Rattlestick. Rattlestick, yeah. Yeah, I always think it's Rattlesnake. It was great. I fucking loved it. I loved it. Oh my God. When we like walked in the theater and I saw the set, I was like, that set is fucking incredible. The set was so, so good. Great. Oh my looked, God. It just looked like a bar. It was so good. And like, if you're, if you've ever been to the um, rattlestick space, their bathrooms are like behind the stage. So like <laughs> when I went to go see buyer and seller, um, the way there was like, a little hallway that led to the bathroom. And this was like, you had to like walk through the bar. So this play is written by Laura Eason, E-A-S-O-N. Not sure. And directed by Kirsten Kelly. Ladies! Woo woo! Rattlestick and the Women's Project Theater together. And I have to say, Women's Project Theater is killing it! Bright Half Life was fantastic. This show was really fucking good. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Go see it immediately. Margot Seibert is in it. Yes. And she's fucking wonderful. She was great. She was so good. And I loved all her costumes. I'm sure. Loved it. So this play um, takes place in Chicago in 1992, and it's about like an old rock club. Sort of like like CBGB, right? Um, But for Chicago. Yeah. Um, they didn't ever specify what neighborhood it was in. There are a lot of bad neighborhoods in Chicago, so I don't know. Uh, Margot plays the daughter of the owner of the bar, single dad. Her mom overdosed on heroin. Um, so she grew up in the bar. And basically, times is tough. Gentrification. Um, gentrification. And also changes in music. Yeah, I thought it was playing with, like, I thought it was interesting playing with, like, the gentrification theme, but also with, like, Hank, her father, the owner of the bar, his, um, you know, that old man thing where you're like, this is what's good music. But, like, especially coming from, like, his era, if he was the guy who, like, in the 60s and the 70s was, like, rocks where it's at. Like, and all the old people were, like, jazz, how dare you? (laughs) And then to turn around and do that same shit to his daughter and be so unaware of yourself. Yeah. Well, and if I think about Hank and, like, he's, I guess, probably would be a little older than my dad, maybe. Like, judging her being 21 and 92. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and my sisters are a little younger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, like he has some insight because in the show he was able to like, um, you know, at one point Billy Corgan calls from the Smashing Pumpkins and wants to come to this 25th anniversary that they're throwing. And they talk about Nirvana. And those are bands that like my dad would 
who likes rock music would be like, this isn't rock and roll. <laughs> he wants like Chuck Berry. That's rock and roll to him. Who's you Chuck know, um, Chuck Berry is like Johnny B. Good. Down in Louisiana, down in New Orleans. No, nothing. No. I think you know oldies, I thought. Not that one. Go, go, Johnny, go. Oh, I know the song. Yeah, got it. Johnny, be good. Like, like, it's like dirtier sure. than what they were used to listening to back then, but it's mm. like still, it's pretty pure guitar licks. Sure. And like, then you add distortion to it, and my dad would be like, this is noise. Mm-hmm. So he is able to adapt. Right. You know, but I, as someone who like loved pop music in high school, I had a lot of arguments with people. I also love rock music, so everyone can go fuck themselves. Right. But like, had those kind of arguments with people that were like, oh. "That's you know, it's not music." And I've never see. I've just never <sighs> been one of those people. I've been like a. I'll listen to anything if it's good type of person. Yeah. I did like, well, I was I'm like that, that person too, but it, I did that girl thing where you're like, I like everything about country like in high <laughs> school. And then I actually listened to country right. music and then was like, There's um, good country. this shit is amazing. I, I will, I stand by the fact that I will, I will find something I like in most genres except like house because I, I have to have something to sing along to. Well, I sure don't listen to house music on the train or anything, but I like a dance. I like a dance. I like a music. dance song, but I it has it. to have words in it. I, I mean, I don't listen to any hardcore house music. Well, I also only. I mean, I only have ever really encountered that at like the few dance clubs I've been to, and I was like, "This is boring." Because oh. nobody's like, oh, I love this song when it comes on. Because everybody's ah, just like... I understand. Doom, doom, doom. I guess like the the few times I went to a rave yeah. when I was in high school, yeah. um, it was like the one, the two instances in my life where I was like dancing and enjoying dancing because I mm. don't enjoy dancing really. Mm-mm. But I was just like... I was capable of dancing to the house music i think for some reason hmm. i don't know i don't know either so it's i was just like, like all other yeah, music enjoying it well that's good you know yeah I like to have glow sticks and do that thing where you twirl <laughs> glow sticks in your hand and stuff like the closest that. i've ever been to a rave is the movie go <laughs> which is a really great movie you would hate watch. Raves. oh i'm sure you would it sounds hate awful them. everybody's just doing drugs I, I mean, maybe not yours and maybe not. No, I'm sure everyone else was doing drugs, oh, okay. but I did not have any drugs to, to do. To do. <laughs> Nobody ever offered any to oh. me. I find that crazy that I was never offered drugs in high school. That is crazy. Right? Were you ever draft- offered no, drugs of in course, high school? No, of course, but I don't find that crazy at all. Yeah. I still laugh at people on the streets in New York when they offer me drugs. Like, not to give them, obviously, to sell them. But right. I'm like, what? No, get out of here. <laughs> Wait, when do you get offered drugs? On the streets of New York City. I remember vividly it happened to us once when we were going to Splash. And somebody was like, okay, okay, okay. And I was like, what's happening? And you're like, he wants to sell his drugs. And I laughed I in his remember. face. That's so funny. Drugs. Anyway. Get out of here. Riff yeah, I'm sure everyone at the rave was on drugs. I was not on drugs. I enjoyed dancing. They're just hot. They're crowded. Hot. So many people. The bathroom situation's terrible. <sighs> 
I don't yeah. like, especially if like you're a sober person at one of those things. Not Seattle. Yeah, not not being. F- I don't mind being sober when everybody else is fucked up necessarily. Oh, I hate that. But like, worst. especially in that situation where I would have, I would feel like I have to make sure that no one here dies. Yeah. I did feel really cool. <laughs> Felt cool mm. that I was at like a cool party. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. I did love, like, in the show. <laughs> that we're talking uh, that about. That we're talking the about. The undeniable sound. I loved, right like, I loved that the raver scene was the thing that she was getting into. And, mm-hmm. like, the drug thing was, an, you know, because, yeah, like, I, I, maybe I wish they had delved into this a little bit deeper. Not that I actually have any notes for the show, because I really liked what the show was but i could maybe it's a topic that i would like to see expanded upon Mm -hmm. and like talked about more the you know the juxtaposition of her mother like being a rocker dying from heroin Mm -hmm. and then her getting into the rave scene and trying like ecstasy yeah and the thing is like and he you know her father was like get my fucking you know you're not gonna get my daughter drugs you're not gonna get my daughter drugs yeah but like not like in defense of drugs, but like <laughs> I feel like from what I understand of my dare classes, like ecstasy <laughs> is like not on the same level as heroin. No, I think I mean like I get him just being yeah, like sure. no drugs. Sure, sure, sure. I totally get that. But also, you know well, if I'm you were like, at a bar and there's alcohol. Also, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, you still own a you bar. You own a bar. You raised your daughter I, in a bar and you're really gonna get on her case about ecstasy. Yeah, and like, like ecstasy is the drug that just like I mean, whatever, people can have a bad trip and freak out and think yeah. there's bugs in their skin. Like I've heard that happen <sighs> sometimes. But I think it's mostly like if you cut ecstasy with there was like a big article in New York magazine, like sometime in the past year mm. that was all about like these different cuts of ecstasy that had been found um and like what were in them and which ones were pure and stuff like that because people in the pills like they get cut with other crap um and give people like weird trips or whatever but like i think if you're having like a good trip on ecstasy you're just like look at all the colors Mm -hmm. it's just like really strong weed i think i've never had it so i don't know me neither there Don't was, do drugs, kids. There were, yeah, no drugs. Um, <laughs> hard drugs. Um, Don't do drugs. Don't do hard drugs. Drink alcohol when you're 21. That's bullshit. Just kidding. I drink. <gasps> I mean, I'm saying like, I'm sorry, but like if you're cool with alcohol and you're not cool with weed, I just don't understand you. Because how can you be cool with alcohol and not weed? I'm not not cool with weed. I know you have, you have personal legal problems because you're a rule follower. Well, yeah. But like... If you're people who like, think, you don't I think weed because is I more damaging to a human body than alcohol. Do you? No. Great. Good. No. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I do understand. It doesn't bother me being around like drunk people, but I understand that the way some people hate being around drunk people is probably the way I don't like being around high people. Why do you want to be around drunk people when you're sober? But you can't. I'm not be saying I don't want to. Sure, I'm not sure, saying sure, I sure. want to. But all I want to do is be around. Obviously, I mean, but like I, I fucking hate being right, around. But drunk that's what I'm saying. I don't. Sober. I don't really know why, but I can understand people who don't want to be around drunk people when they're not drunk because. Sure. I feel the same way about being around high people. Well, I don't want to be around intoxicated people when I'm not intoxicated. Well, just I guess across so sure. the board. 
Mm. When I was in high school, I once <laughs> went to a party when we were all watching Yellow Submarine mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And everyone else was stoned and I wasn't. And I was like, this movie's fucking dumb. You guys. <laughs> this movie makes no sense. And everyone was like, no, man, it's so perfect. And I was like, all of you guys are stoned, you fucking idiots. And then I went home and watched Law and Order. Sounds fun. Anyway, Marco Seibert was fucking great in this she show. She was great. Fantastic. She's a goddamn delight every time, mm-hmm. two times I've seen her on stage. <laughs> well, the two shows you've seen her, seen her on right. stage. Seven right. times? How many times did I see Rocky? I don't know. Five or six times. Yeah. I miss Rocky. I know. I miss it a lot. I'm sorry. Oh. Had a lot of rocky feels this week for some reason. Mm. Seeing Margot walk past the Winter Garden. Seeing Air- Lynn Aarons. Oh, I saw Lynn Aarons. Yeah. <laughs> I love Rocky. Anyway, this show was really good and I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Is there anything else we want to talk about this show, though? Like the show itself? Besides, it besides all the drug thoughts it gave us? <laughs> Everyone in it was really good. Mm-hmm. I liked the two, the three supporting characters. Mm-hmm. Were all fantastic. I, I think everyone's costumes were on point. Oh, costumes were great. Everything was on point. Yeah. I think a good description that you had afterwards was like, it was like a really good movie. It was a great movie. It was an hour and a half. It Good story. Yeah. Entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like sometimes plays are so like... Righteously important, like, like we, important. Have to, yeah. we have to say we something. Like this something. is a play, and I enjoy seeing a play that is like just a fun, great movie and where it you was just still like it still said things. <laughs> it was important, like, but it had like a I don't know. It had a tone to it that was like, oh, what a nice movie yeah. this was. Like in a great way, like yeah. in a good way. Absolutely, I liked it a lot. I want more plays like this. Mm. Many more, you know, lady writers, more ladies, <laughs> more ladies. Well, sure. Um, well, it runs through May second, so you have a whole month to see it. Go basically, see it. Mm-hmm. go see Margot Seibert before she blows up into a huge fucking Broadway superstar. Because that shit's what, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, absolutely. She's gonna blow up. Ugh, I can't wait. Me either. I'm so excited about Ever After. Christine Eversol is you in it. Watch the most recent episode. Uh, no, maybe it wasn't the most recent, but did you see the episode of The Good Wife where Diane goes hunting? Yes. I was like, that rich guy that she's trying to make her client, not Oliver Platt, the other one. Right, right, right. I was like, that guy's familiar. And I looked him up and it was James Snyder. Shut it. That's why he was familiar. What? Yeah. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. I fucking worship Christine Baranski. Oh, I mean, come on. <gasps> yeah. Saturday. We went to a closing, <sighs> a closing of John and Jen. Mm. It was sad, but it was a beautiful chapter in our lives. You know, it was, so, it was like a little frustrating because I, we've been so fucking busy and seeing so many shows mm-hmm. that I, when I saw John and Jen's like first preview, I was like, yeah. I'm going to see the show like five times. Yeah. And then I literally was physically you did un- see it three I times. I saw it three though. times. But and like, it's only I like a month long I run. I know, but it was so good. <laughs> it I was so good. I could have seen it at least two more times. Yeah. If I'd had the time. Yeah. But you know what? Three times was great. Yeah. I fucking love that show. They're going to do a cast recording. Oh, They're I'm recording so excited. the cast recording tomorrow. I'm so fucking excited. Kate Baldwin introduced us to Andrew Lippa. Yes. We fangirled. It was fucking wonderful. Yes. It was a great night. Tomorrow, today. They're recording it right on when Monday. you're listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. 
Guys, literally Kate Baldwin was like, oh, have you met Andrew? And uh, we were both like, uh, no. And you want to? Like, Do you want to? Yes, please. Y- yes. And then we're all talking and she's talking to people because it's closing and we're standing around waiting. And then she like catches his eye and beckons him over. And I hear him be like, oh, I got, I, I'll be right back. Kate wants me to meet some, some people. And I was like, I missed them. Where are those people? Oh, I missed that completely. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I was, was like, yes, Andrew Lippa. Kate wants you to meet us. Yes. Very, very important. <laughs> we love big we fish. We love big fish. Oh, I love all his shows. Oh, yeah. And well. His, whoa. Which the one? family. But that's not oh, him. Right. His music was good. Yeah, his music yeah. was good. I'm being pulled in a new direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he wrote that totally song just for Carolee Carmelo. Not that one. I'm sorry. No, the I other one. Like, waiting. Not that yeah. one. He wrote Waiting. Like, <laughs> like here's... If Andrew Lippa was writing Finding Neverland, mm-hmm. Carolee would have a song because Andrew Lippa yeah. got his hands on, on, I don't know exactly how it happened, but this is how I oh, choose yeah. to and believe it, it was happened. like through. That they like cast Carolee, she hands. had no songs, and Andrew Lippa was like, I'm sorry, does anyone know who Carolee Carmelo is? How does this bitch not have a song? I'm all right, her a song. was amazing. Wonderful. A show stopping incre- moment. Complete, completely, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I I just so appreciate Andrew Lippa's dedication to the power of Carolee that he was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. You don't put Carolee Carmelo in a show without a song. Mm -hmm. Well, it just sounds like, especially with the tour, uh, the the Adam Sandler was just like, too many cooks or not enough yes. cooks. Like lots of things. I don't know. Happening. From Chicago to Broadway to the tour, it sounds like they finally maybe right, have right, figured right. it out. Um, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, John and Jen. John and Jen. The cast recordings, hopefully they said coming out in June. Can't fucking so wait. Be on the lookout. Oh my god, I'm gonna listen that. to it so much. Keep <sighs> Baldwin cried so much. Oh my god, she did. And Connor was having a hard time keeping it together too. Like There were actual points where she was so choked up, she couldn't sing. Mm -hmm. And it was fucking beautiful. I love a a closing for that. Like, I mean, especially this, when it closes, when it's supposed to close. Right. Right. (laughs) And it's not like really extra depressing. Yeah. Yeah. And I just love, I, I, I also feel like from seeing it, like they were sort of having like, it was a fun show. They were like a little goofy. Um, But I felt like... Connor hit Kate in the face. He did hit her in the (laughs) face. That was really funny, and then it was a funny moment that they turned it into. It was great. Yeah, but I I felt like seeing the first preview, and then like a week after first Mm -hmm. preview or whenever we saw it, and seeing it now, like you can see how their time that they've spent with each other as humans yeah has deepened their performances as brother and sister sure in the first act especially like i thought that the connection they were making with each other in the first act was so incredible and so so Mm -hmm. not i don't know just like deepened from when i had seen it before like it had more layers Mm -hmm. they felt more like comfortable with each other like like they really were like brothers and sisters oh wonderful that's great the person sitting next to me wept the whole time. Yeah. Like wept. I know. And didn't have Kleenexes, I think had like napkins Yikes. because they were a little, I wasn't oh. judging her crying because I've wept through shows before. Sure. Do what you got to do. Don't nope. come with Kleenex. I <laughs> saw another show. Oh, right. tonight. Oh yeah. We're going to circle back to this. We alluded to it in our phone conversation earlier, conversation about phones <gasps> on stage. Guys, it was not good. 
listen, you've heard us talking about the shows. You know that we don't like to just shit on shows. You know, we're not a show-hating type of people. I mean, so the show we're talking about is Application Pending. Um, It's a one-woman show. I just want to say at the top of this, I just want to be clear that Christina Bianco's talent is undeniable. I mean... She is incredible. She's an incredible human, an incredible performer, and she deserves so much better. She was working so hard. So hard. So hard. So hard. Not not necessarily in a way that I mean, like you could see the material made her work hard. But she's fucking incredible. Wasn't funny. Wasn't funny at all. The written material was poop. I honestly don't think I laughed at all. I got a, I did a couple. <laughs> and I feel like in general, maybe I like, I don't get as angry about things as you do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really angry. I just, I was like, I couldn't find anything enjoyable right. with the exception of like sure. how amazing Christina Bianco right. is. The impressiveness of her ability yeah. to perform that material. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. She played like I've a million characters. She played like one million characters, which is like very impressive. And the voices and like all that. But it was just like, like, yeah, no, you, we've seen like, I, I've seen like bad shows that are like offensively bad yeah. where I walked out like, like when we saw Disenchanted. In I the was same theater complex. So angry mm-hmm. that I had to sit through it. <laughs> yeah. I felt like you felt well and like we felt when we saw the 39 steps off Broadway. Everyone loved that show, so I don't know mm-hmm. what happened we in translation. Like we didn't like it, but it's coming back. Maybe we'll give it another yeah, chance. It another um, but where we almost for the first time I had ever felt in going to theater like maybe not coming back after intermission. But we did, mm. and it was fine. Oh, it didn't get any better. No, no, no. At thirty nine steps, right? Did disenchanted but disenchanted have, didn't. Right? Where and you this were like, I wouldn't have, have come back. Yeah. If disenchanted had had an intermission, I would have left. I don't know that I would have come back. I don't think I. Uh, no, I, mean, I might have, but I was for, just wait so for bored. disenchanted no, or for this. this. See, here's the thing, though. For both of these, we would have had to sit through the whole thing. Well, we, we would have anyway. We are, are moral people. I know. But and even we us considering is what... Yes, because we would... I am like, on principle, I would never walk out right, of the show. Right, But... But me, like... This... I checked the time. I never... You checked the time I during the show? The I didn't even I notice. Believe you didn't. I turned my brightness all the way well, down. Well, sure, sure. But I checked the time in the show, and I was like, oh, God, there's still another half an hour. It felt very long. It felt nine hours long, and it was excruciating to sit through. Because she, like, I've seen Christina Bianco in Forbidden Broadway and was completely blown away. I've seen her videos. Like, I worship her. I think she's Mm -hmm. fucking incredible. I was going into this being like, whatever Christina Bianco is going to do is going to be fucking great. And she's so amazing. And the material was just so... You know what it was? It wasn't, like, so bad, like, disenchanted that I was angry that it was bad. I was just like, this is just so boring right that's what i'm saying it wasn't funny it just like wasn't it wasn't good enough to be laughably bad i mean it wasn't bad enough right. to be laughably bad and it wasn't good because enough to be she's enjoyable. too good yeah that's if it true had it would have been a bad performer worse, maybe we would have been sitting in the back like laughing our faces assholes. off like the but still enjoying ourselves we are, right like when we saw the fantastics oh 
But this was just Which also that cringe. wasn't those people were actually selling that show. It was That's like true. the the whole production show. Yeah. But anyway. And Aaron Carter. Um Oh, but he was like so earnest. Yeah. He was trying so he was hard. Trying very hard. Um, yeah, you guys, you heard that right. We saw Aaron Carter in yeah, the Fantastics. Yeah, we did. Please see our most hated YouTube review. Oh, please do. Ever. Yes. We and hated we, the Fantastics. And, you guys. and we got a lot of negative feedback yeah. about that review, which we were very proud of. Yeah. Um, but this show, it just wasn't funny it was one of those things where i walked out going why did this happen not like like i mean yes why did the show happen why does the show exist but also like from lots of the times when you go see shows you don't it's like you're not questioning why the story was told you know because you're like maybe it wasn't executed but this story's interesting or like i understand what i was supposed to get out of Mm -hmm. this even if it wasn't successful and this was i was like i don't understand dudes who wrote this show what like, no, did they think it was, like, really... They must think it's, like, really, really funny. They thought it was, like, a cutting satire, I think. And I do see why you would want to write a show about the nonsensical sure. cutthroat world of preschool applications. Because right. that's nonsense. And that's what this show is about. This uh, Christine Bianco, the, like, main character she plays is a TA who wants to be a kindergarten teacher. She's a single mom. And one day the boss, the like headmaster of the school is just like, no, you're going to work in admissions. And she's like, okay. That makes no sense. makes absolutely no sense. And so she's just answering phones all day. And the other characters she's playing are the people on the other lines. Hmm. Um, You know what I feel like the development of the show was like, well, you know, it was written by two dudes mm-hmm. and one of them was like, you know what needs to be a show? Something about this crazy world of preschool <laughs> admissions. And then they were like, yeah. And then they were like, that's a funny idea, but it's going to be expensive because we like our idea is that there's all these crazy different personalities. And then they'll be like, I know. Let's write it so that just Christina Bianco can do it. <laughs> and then that was a really bad idea. I mean, it's a, like a... Uh, the problem is, I guess, unless you're going to delve into the world and really find a new way to look at it or treat it, is that it's a lot, it's like a very sitcom joke. It's 100% mm. true that, I mean, obviously these things are taken to the extreme for so-called comic effect but like you know there's gifts involved and there's like people are on waiting lists right you know there's legacy my kid went to this and so his unborn brother is on a you know is ready to go um all of that's true but usually it'll be like it's like a sitcom joke Mm. where it's like oh you haven't figured out what you're doing for little johnny yet susie's been down for exeter since her third trimester yeah you know um and then that the mom is like what i'm not a good enough mom and like that's the joke but But you can sustain that for a half an hour well that's what i'm saying it needs so like if you're going to to do that you need to find a different way and i guess that's one of the ways they thought Mm. and it was all little versions of the same joke Mm -hmm. maybe that's why it wasn't funny yeah, I think the one joke that got a little chuckle out of me was that they called minorities. Oh, what did they call them? Um, um, heritage rich. 
Something like that. I think that's yeah, what it was That called. got a little chuckle. That is me. pretty funny. And then there was like a bunch of racist stuff about Native <sighs> Americans. Which again, it's like they think they're like poking fun at the stereotype, right, but it's but not, not smart enough. No. So it just she comes makes, off she as makes her being last racist. Joke. That, uh, that joke was like, was nope, not, that's just 100% racist. Yeah, that's yeah. not, you're not yeah. satirizing that racism at all. You're just being racist. Yeah. You uh, now have made the main character say are, something racist. She's racist now. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't understand what... Obviously, we were supposed to be endeared to her, but by the end, spoiler alert, she was just fucking blackmailing everyone. She got all this... She like spent the day being stressed and then cultivating information all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden was blackmailing everyone. And at the end of the day, you're like, she got everything she wanted. She blackmailed everybody. But it's okay, because they're it. terrible people. What? She blackmailed. She's terrible. But that's not... Character. Also, also, why I didn't felt her like there was kid no go to substance. that school? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. No, I don't know how it works. Maybe they would. But her kid was going to Catholic school? I mean, I you could know. maybe get... Like maybe, especially the way that that school worked, it wouldn't seem like you could like have your kid go there for free. But like, I feel like she would work that into her blackmail. Wouldn't she want her mm. kid at the same school that she's teaching? Right, because she was sending her kid to Catholic school, and, you, and, and then and, and then she you wasn't have to Catholic, pay for it, or she was a lapsed Catholic who was still sending her kid to Catholic I don't school. Know. She took like, the Lord's like the name people, in vain. I like that people laughed at our mother of sorrows as if that's like a joke. That's what Their like, church is named that. There's a church down on the Lower East Side called the Church of the Most Precious Blood. Yeah. It's fucking the weird. The blood of our Lord and Savior, like, Jesus Christ. Happy Easter, everyone. fucking weird. I know. Let's be real. I know. Anyway. The show was terrible. Don't go see it. Wait till Christina just, Bianco does something better. Just wish upon a star that Christina Bianco will get a show that is of her caliber mm. because she's fucking incredible. Yeah. And watch her videos on YouTube. Yeah. Don't go see the show. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, another show that you can't see <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't see, but you saw was little children dream of God. Yes. It was a roundabout show. It was in their black box. It was the first time I'd ever been in the black box. Really? Yeah. Why are you making that face? Where is it? It's in the basement of the Laura Pels. Is that a different theater than the theater that's in the Laura Pels? Yes. You were telling me about this elevator thing, and I didn't know there was another theater yes, in there. I know. So There's I was like, theater. what? There's a black I'm box theater. I'm going to ignore what you're saying because I don't theater. understand it. Oh. So when you go to the Laura Pels, you go down the stairs. Yeah. And if you're not going to the Laura Pels, you're going to the black box. Oh. To the right, there's an elevator. Oh. Um, I didn't know there was another theater there. Uh, me either. News Weird. to me. I, yeah, and I had I never seen like, anything down there. Yeah, but it's I a nice saw little Santino space. Fontana there. It's oh, like way no. down in the basement. No mm. cell service. Real annoying. Mm. Um, How am I supposed to tweet that I'm there? I know. Um, we had to, we rode the elevator with Jennifer Mudge, who was on her way to her performance of Into the Woods. Amazing. The boy that was the usher that was controlling the elevator was congratulating her on her Lucille Lortel nomination. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to congratulate her too, but then I was like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going <laughs> to stand here. Be weird. I love Rocky. That's what you should have done. <laughs> she would have been all about that. Yeah. Anyway, Little Children Dream of God was excellent. It was really interesting. It was about a woman who was from 
Haiti and she came to America on like an inner tube mm-hmm. while she was pregnant. Um, sure. She was trying to have an anchor baby. <laughs> and like she talks about it. Uh. She's like, she's because they, she like shows up, you know, someone had like given her the name of go find this man and he'll mm-hmm. set you up with papers and stuff like that. And she goes to this like apartment building and, and meets this woman who lives in the, in the building. Where does she end up? Miami? Yeah, she's in Miami. Um, and then of course he's like, she's like, I'm here now. I'm an American now. And he's like, what? No, they're going to send you back. And she's like, but I'm pregnant. Like I'm going to have an American, which was a funny line. She was like, yeah. I'm having an American. Um, and he was like, no, they're going to put your baby in a detention center. They're going to send you back to Haiti and then they're send your baby to you when he turns 18 or whatever. Like there he was like, that's not exactly how it works. America's cracking down on that problem. Um, but then she is staying. She, she moves into this apartment building where the guy who, um, is like kind of like the super slash sort of the owner of the building. Okay. So his father, had bought the building, but bought it with like a loan from his uncle. So technically the building was in his uncle's name. So this like comes into okay. into the story okay. because the the show also deals with gentrification. Okay. The building, hot, the uncle wants to like demolish the building yeah. and or turn it into condos or yeah. something like that. And it's like low income housing. Oh, sorry. Um, I was just like, wait, we have to talk about buzzer, but you didn't see it. Not yet. Um, yeah, so she stays, she's like staying with a woman in the building who has, who's like a, uh, a nurse at a nursing home and has a bunch of kids and lots of dealings with other immigrant issues and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, a sweet little romance. Um, I really, really liked it. I thought it was really good. A few, Cara Patterson, who played, um, Sula, the main character, was fucking absolutely oh my god she was so incredible she was so amazing there was like a few like dream sequences there's also like um you find out that she like was running away from haiti because she comes from a family of like voodoo priests and priestesses and she basically like she alludes to like the person I was in Haiti that I don't want to be anymore Mm -hmm. and like the bad voodoo stuff that I'm trying to get away from. Um, and like her father, her child is like also a voodoo person. Mm. And so she has these like very crazy voodoo dreams and stuff like that. Um, and like the scene changes were really, she was, I was just so impressed that her accent was amazing. Like she, she's incredible. Everyone in the cast was most everyone in the cast was really good. You know, I was thinking about, there was like some accent issues. Her accent was so fucking good. And a few of the other actors, I felt like their accents were not to her caliber, but later I was thinking about it and I was like, well, like one of the characters who I thought one of the actors who I was like, his accent's not good. But his character was supposed to have been like living in America for a while. So then I was like, well, maybe his accent is like changing because he's been living in America. Anyway, it closes. You can't see it. <laughs> it closed today. Oh, it closed today. We, you were like, go see it. And I was like, I'm seeing shows all the other times. Right. Well, I'll see more things uh, around about underground. Yeah. Around about black box. Did you get hip ticks? Yeah, hip ticks. Hmm. But I think everything in that space is $20. Oh. So. Oh, man. Sorry. That's all right. It's my own damn fault. Yeah. The only reason I saw this was because one of my friends was like, we got to get on this. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Roundabout's a weird company. 
Why? They've got, they're just, their whole campaign of it's about you. I don't, based on, like, that seems like a good concept for a campaign for Mm -hmm. a theater company, but it doesn't fit with the work that Roundabout does. Mm. Those two things don't go together. Mm, I don't pay attention to ad campaigns i guess i didn't know that that was their angle or oh, it's like all their stuff is like it's about you on the 20th century is about me but it's the 21st century Cara patterson fucking incredible if she's in something go see it all right on my radar yeah also deirdre o'connell who played like the nurse was fucking great hmm. she was Excellent. I'm not sure if the tattoos were stage tattoos or they were real tattoos, but they looked good. She was like, she was so that character. She was just fucking perfect. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything. I looked through her credits and I was like not recognizing anything. And I was like so blown away by her. I thought she was so just real and funny. And like, there's this hilarious, ridiculous scene where she works in the nursing home and there's this like old man. She works in like the hospice Mm -hmm. wing because the man the the character who owns the building or his works in the building his father owns the building his father is in hospice ah, so okay it's like and that's where the carolyn the nurse character who lives there and works at sure. the hospice okay and there's this other dying gentleman there who they encounter a few times and there's like this one time he's like when am i gonna fucking die you know and like he's like fucking around with her and he like grabs her hand and shoves it down his pants and is like see and she just has no reaction whatsoever and then like finally he's like ah whatever and she's like okay you're done (laughs) <laughs> and then she like puts hand sand in it like she's just so unfazed she's just like yeah. that old badass bitch that's been around the block and yeah. it's like literally nothing phases me mm-hmm. right now so like do your worst because mm-hmm. you can't fucking shake me oh she was excellent i enjoyed her very much okay sorry you can't see it yeah missed it boo um those are all the shows that we saw this week so, so we can talk shows. about we're kind of fancy, mm. and we got an advanced copy of a Broadway Divas CD that's okay. coming out. Um, you can't see it right now, but I'm brushing my shoulders off. Oh, <laughs> Shalina Kennedy, who is currently in Beautiful, the Carol King, King musical, as Carol King, mm-hmm. um, has written an album. Yeah, and uh, it comes out April fourteenth. But we got a little advanced listen. It's called What You Find in a Bottle. Ooh. Um, and title. it's it's a, like a fun, folksy, yeah. bluesy, little country. Yeah. You know what it kind of reminded me of that, that I'm just thinking of is it kind of reminds me of the same tone that Megan Mullally's albums have. Oh. Where it's just, it's like this sort of like... Singer songwriter, she has more singer song. You know, Megan Mullally's stuff wasn't singer songwriter, but right. it's this folksy aspect. Uh, yeah, that I like when it. It's so. It's like you know what do they say? It's like child pornography. Mm-hmm. I can't describe it, but I know uh. when I hear it. <laughs> that that the folksy thing because love it's like, that you compared her album sorry. to that <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> just just as a metaphor, I love that folksy yeah. sound. Like I yeah. fucking love Megan Mullally's albums, mm-hmm. and like this had that like folksy singer songwriter aspect to it yeah. that I was really really well, digging. And like, I was like Jenny thinking, Owens Young, yeah, Jenny Young's Owens. 
I don't know. Can't remember. Um, well, and I was thinking, because I saw her show a couple of weeks ago, uh, it reminded me a little of Sheena Taub. Mm. It's the same sort of sound. Sheena's a little like quirkier, mm. at least based on what I've heard. But uh, yeah, it's the same sort of like yeah. uh, guitar, yeah. piano. You want to like listen to it know. on the beach. Yeah. Or like a nice car trip if you yeah. don't feel like. Oh, I'll play it in the cafe. Yeah. I'll play it at work all the yeah. time. So, um, well, we have a special treat for you. We're gonna a little listen. Play one of her songs, and this advanced is, listen, you guys. Yeah. This is very exclusive. This is this year from "What You Find in a Bottle." There's something wrong inside of me. Something that I wanna be this year. We really thought it could be done. Time has shown us we were wrong this year I want to forget, to forget That dull, that dark regret, regret But I Way back in another time Remember when I crossed the line that year But it doesn't matter now Cause it's all over like the radio so everybody go buy her album when it comes out yeah sounds great right loved it something that was announced the day we put out our podcast last week so we couldn't talk about it it's happening nbc 
has done it. I I I don't remember what I said when this was discussed previously, but I think I said something like I'll eat my fucking hat if they choose the Maybe. Wiz. Maybe. Cuz I really I'm I you know when they were like the Wiz, I was like I'm so proud of you guys. Yeah. I'm so proud of you because yeah. I really thought that this was a smoke screen. I thought you were like we thought about a black show, but we're picking the white show. Yeah. And also nobody wants to see the fucking Music Man again. Nobody wants to see the Music Man. If you thought Peter Pan was boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the music man. I like, I like the, the music, music of too, the music but man, I'm like but so fucking over it. Yeah. And I love The Wiz. I haven't seen mm-hmm. it in a long time. I oh, I should watch the DVD. I haven't again, either. Maybe. Yeah, I should refresh my memory now before yeah. we get too just, close I just to think it. Diane Ross. Well, and the music. I don't know the music that well. Like he's I know Home down, and I know He's, he's on, on Down, down the road. road. Um and I well, like wait. No, I'm sorry. I finished. I was just going to say, I like know the other songs, right. but I don't know them very well. Right. Can you something brand new day? Yeah. Anyway, oh, but yeah. you know what? I had this thought after I was thinking about this a lot and I all of a sudden was like, wait, but like this is like fucking great casting and also it could be a real thing that really happens yeah. because they cast crazy things. What if NeNe Leakes was in this? Who would NeNe Leakes be? Can she sing? She was just in Cinderella. Well, I know, but she was in the non-singing role. Madame had, like, speak-singing parts. She didn't really sing at all. Rex Harrison could have played Madame. I don't I remember. Really but what if don't she... know the Wiz. Me, I can't remember Aside from the... Eveline, characters. though. Somebody was like... I was like, Needy Leaks should be in this. I didn't I didn't have a role for her. I just... She's black, <laughs> and I wanted her to be in it, because I think she's funny. Yeah. And then someone else was like, she could be Eveline. Mm. So fact check that, if yeah. that makes sense. But the listen, internet's whatever. really want Kiki Palmer. That's a great. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw The Wiz at Encore right. with Ashanti, and I actually thought Ashanti was great. And can, like, LaShawn's can be in this. Ashanti did the Muppets Wizard of Oz, so she's been there, done that. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Did you not know that? Did she do The Wiz before or after The Muppets? After. The Muppets was in, like, early 2000s, I think. Weird. And I've never watched The Muppets. I know. Why do you say it like that? <laughs> It's so sad. The Muppets are great. Okay. There's people that haven't watched like Star Wars. I know. I would say the same thing. So, oh, I know. <laughs> I know you haven't. And people say things like that to me. I don't know. When I'm like, I don't really know Prince. And then they go, what? I said, I don't know. It's a, ho- listen, it's a hole in my pop culture. Listen, you don't blame my parents. We like didn't have TV. But the Muppets... What? Why? I was just going to say that they are—they were like on network and they were on PBS too. So it just seems that's why it seems the most odd to me because it's in the stuff that you had available to you and it's family friendly and it's educational. Missed out. I don't know. I watched Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah, and Arthur. Mm. I watched those things too. I did not like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Why? I didn't like the land of make-believe. Those puppets are creepy. What? No. I liked when Mr. Rogers would like t- would like show how crayons were made and things like that. The factory part. I liked that when he would be like, we're going to go. Wait a second. You like see- the fucking Muppets, but you don't like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood's puppets? What's the fucking difference? One are creepy and no. one are not. Nope. Incorrect. <laughs> I fucking love... Nope. This is it. This is what breaks us up. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the first time you've heard Wait, this but like, either. When you saw Sherry Renee Scott's Everyday Rapture, were you just like confused because she talks about Mr. Rogers so much? No, I know Mr. Rogers. I know Mr. Rogers quite well. Like, 
he's the best. I like Fred Rogers and I liked the programming he put out. I just didn't like those puppets. But it was like they had weird faces. No, they didn't. Meow, meow. Ah! <laughs> Fucking cat. Oh my God. I can't, this, this is, how dare you? What? <sighs> what were we talking about? The Wiz. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sad. I love Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. That was my favorite uh, show when I was a kid. That and like Wishbone. I loved Wishbone. Of course you did. You love books. I love books. Wait, I think you would like hate. I would like to see like seven-year-old Patty watching Wishbone like fact-checking. Well, that was the thing though. They weren't books that seven-year-olds would read and even I hadn't read them. <laughs> I actually think that Wishbone was probably like relatively accurate besides the Probably. doll. My besides most the doll. vivid memory of that TV show was um, the Joan of Arc episode. Mm. I don't think that I remember one really, that one. That one really stuck with mm. me. Probably because I like a, strong independent such women. a great theme song. What's the story? Wish for... Oh, I fucking love that show. What's that? Is that on Netflix? Can I relive I my know. childhood? Maybe. I don't know. I feel like I feel like before we can dreamcast the Wiz, I need to reacquaint myself with it. Yeah, you know, I just want. Um, oh my god! So I was just I trying mean, to. Th- I wanted to be like I just want Lashanza's Glinda, but I was like I have already seen Lashanza's mm. Glinda. Listen, I am all about exposing Lashans to a larger audience. Um, but I could also cast like four hundred other women in that. Yeah. Part. Well, what's Audra going to be? Who's Audra going to be? Because she has to be in it. Oh, oh, she's got to be Glinda then. Yeah, right? She's going to be Glinda. Yeah. Can she? Yeah, she can sing that song. It's not like, I mean, she can sing. She can sing anything. No, I know. But like, she's a soprano. She's not a belter. No, but she's got, she's got it. Yeah. She's got it. Your daddy's son. She's got it. I know. Why are you looking at me like that? Don't doubt Audra. (laughs) Listen, I love Audra McDonald. I love her, but you know I love a belter. I know. Doesn't mean I don't love the Sopranos any less. Oh, It just means that if we were on a ship and it was sinking and I could only save a belter or a soprano, I would probably choose a belter. That's not true. I would throw myself overboard and save both of them. Wait, how would you throwing yourself overboard? <laughs> Fucking no. Or just like nodding. I'm sorry, the but like if the ship is sinking, I don't think I don't understand what hypothetical situation this is where the ship is sinking. Well, I'm I suddenly in only... charge of deciding to choose between two different this people. Was, you brought this up. I don't play with this nonsense hypothetical. <laughs> I'd save the belters. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I love my sopranos. You just killed Kelly O'Hara. No! Oh God, I love Kelly O'Hara. You just killed Vicky Clark. Oh shit. I fucking love Vicky Clark. Listen, I fucking <laughs> love Sopranos. <sighs> I just, there's something that happens with Belters. I get it. You and Seth Rudensky. Yeah, will kill all the Sopranos. I can't explain my love of redheads either in the same way. It just mm. is. I just love redheads. I don't know why. Hmm. There's just something special about them. Can't help it. Well, I can't wait for this. I'm very excited. Harvey's reworking the book. Maybe I'll actually watch this one. Yeah. Hey, maybe you will. Maybe you can watched, come over and watch it. I haven't it watched any of them since yet. Since you don't have cable. Yeah. 
Um, or well, and you can get regular channels if you have antenna. I tried. I could only get half of one Spanish channel. Bummer. It's like Maybe real fuzzy. Show it in Spanish. Eloise. It's like literally one Spanish channel. Mm. That's the only one I could find on my mm. antenna. Bummer. Yeah. Um, one quick other thing I wanted to talk about. There's going to be this Dusty Springfield musical. Wasn't there already um, a Dusty Springfield? Yeah, musical? there was. This one, however, is going to be in London, and it's called it's a multimedia show oh great and there's going to be a hologram dusty that's unacceptable what the fuck a, a, a hologram this is the dusty. beginning of the end patty listen with original music by dusty springfield well good duh audiences will see and hear springfield on stage using 3d technology and digital media that sounds like the worst thing i've ever heard of it sounds terrible wait what's it called it's not forever just dusty. called dusty. No, forever dusty was the other one. I fucking love dusty, it's dusty, and I just think that these show. I didn't see forever dusty, but like that description that we just listened—that's garbage. My favorite thing is that we joke about holograms with people all the time, and, and it's happening. happening. See, I told you this is the beginning of end. Next thing you know, it's billionaire Laura Benanti turning every Broadway show into an app. Is that, I think that's what the Rockettes show is. About. I was like, is that I'm what pretty the- sure that the Rockettes show is about billionaire Laura Benanti turning everything into an app. Because isn't it about her being like, we can make know. all the Broadway shows go digital? I don't know. I'm telling How you, do you, I even read a description okay, of I believe the Spring you. Spectacular. You're just asking me well, and because I can't confirm. It was like vaguely talking about how she's a billionaire and she wants to like something, something technology, something, something Broadway. And then the Rockettes kidnap her and are like, no, remember how awesome New York City is when you look at it with your face and not your iPhone? I'm pretty sure that's the plot. Oh man, teaching lessons. The Easter Bunny is also in the show. I know that. I don't know how the fuck they're going to work that in though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Magic. Are there live bunnies? Probably not. Why not? They're fucking camels in this Christmas one. That's true. But camels, you can see camels from the back of Radio City. I'm not sure you could see bunnies from the back of Radio City. What about one of those really big bunnies? <laughs> <laughs> Time for a Carolee update. <laughs> yes. Carolee, 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 Carolee. Update. Carolee Carmelo is so beautiful. Wait, I had a real one. You did. <gasps> oh, one of our favorite Twitter people, or Sass is Real, mm. was like, on the Twitter, was like, Lin-Manuel Miranda and Tim Minchin need to write a show for Carolee Carmelo and Kate Baldwin. And Carolee Carmelo was like, I'm in. And Kate Baldwin was like, me too. Hashtag no wigs. Which, can you imagine the lyrics that Lin-Manuel Miranda and Tim Minchin would come up with together? I don't know why. I mean, I'm not questioning them working together. I don't know why Mm. they would work together because they're both Both brilliant on their own and and have done music and lyrics. I mean, whatever. Do what you got to do. I'm not saying no to that. But like the lyrics between the two of them. Excellent. I completely (laughs) agree. Yeah, it would be fucking incredible. Also, like, hi, can you imagine a show with Carolee Carmelo and Kate Baldwin and no wigs? It would be a dream come true. I would spontaneously combust. Dream come true. I would literally die at the first preview. Well, that wouldn't be terrible because you wouldn't get to see. Okay, the I would die show. after closing night. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> of sadness, of a yeah, broken heart, I would die of a heart. broken heart. Yeah, but I would literally be there every night. They could play. Listen, here's what I've given it a lot of thought. Okay, they could play sisters. Uh huh. They could also play 
Gilmore Girls style mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. You know, age Kate down. Carolee could stay where she is if you age Kate yeah. down like a few years because they're like 12 years apart. And if Carolee's character had a teenage child, you know, it's mm-hmm. fine. Um, I'm on board with this. Put them in a show together. Somebody <laughs> write them a show. More people write shows for my beautiful redheaded ladies. God, Kate Baldwin's mix is so good. Oh, so good. Like real. Seeing yeah. John and Jen the other night, I was like, God damn it. Your voice is fucking mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I knew that. Oh, you killed like- Kate Baldwin too. What? She's a soprano. <laughs> so is Carolee. She's a belter too. Carolee is not a soprano. She's a soprano. Carolee's a belter. She's a belter, but she's still a soprano. No, she's not. Carolee's a belter. You- okay. Carolee does not go in the soprano. If you're going to put them in a category, first of all, this is dumb. You brought it up. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, whatever. This is like pulling like a weird memory out of like, there was something on like Tumblr like two years ago mm-hmm. where somebody, you know, some adorable high school kid who was bored in class and made like a March Madness of belters versus uh-huh. sopranos. And it was like all the, on one side of the sheet was all these belters. Mm-hmm. charts going against each yeah. other and on the other side was Sopranos and I was looking at it and I was like I don't why are yeah. you comparing them why are you xing well, out people's sure. names and it like made me anxious and I didn't like it <laughs> but also I was like um that person does not belong on the belter side that person does not belong on the Sopranos side see I would say Carolee is a soprano who can belt really mm-hmm. no yeah no yep Car- why because she's a soprano. Give me a song example of why you would put her in the soprano field and not the belter field or the soprano field before the belter field. All of her, uh, her vocal range is why I would do that. But her, that vibrato. So? Belters, you straight tone belt. You don't do vibrato. Like, you straight tone I to vibrato. Is a belter. You know, I'm doing I'm the sorry. Seth Rudetsky thing where you straight tone to vibrato with my hand. I think... Carolee doesn't belong in the belting mm-hmm. or the soprano field. She's in well, the screlting like, field. She's in the Carolee Carmelo screlting field, mm-hmm. and that's where she belongs. Mm-hmm. Just let her screlt. <laughs> let her screlt. Anyway, okay. Like, I, I just, I'm, they put like Mary Martin. I think they the put belters. Ma- she should be in the belters. She's not a soprano. That's why the they put her in the. Well, I think it was Mary Martin. Sense. They put Mary Martin. That doesn't in make any sense because like, Mary Martin's not a soprano. Mary Unless a they were like, oh, Sound of Music, and they were thinking of the Julie Andrews keys. But Mary Martin sang the Probably. lower keys. I don't know. I'm just saying. They whatever. Carolee Carmelo's a belter. Okay, soprano who belts. Now uh-uh. it's time. Uh-uh. I think that I am like the authority on Carolee Carmelo. I think that I was a vocal performance major and a music <laughs> education major. <laughs> now it's time for the Laura Benanti Tweet, Tweet of the Week. week. On April 4th at 3.49 p.m., Laura Benanti tweeted, Yay, good for them! When I see gay couples kissing on the street. Ugh, get a room. When I see straight couples kissing on the street. So right there with so you, true. Laura. It's so, so true. true. I mean, I guess if a gay couple was being real gross sure. and like making out, sure. but But when you see general, them, you're just like, and I am a gay person, but I'm like, oh, good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, no. <laughs> I saw a cute lesbian couple the other day and I was like, oh. A lot of the times when I see cute lesbian couples on the train, I'm like, can I be here? 
<laughs> Mostly because I see them in the, my neighborhood a lot now. Mm. And I'm like, oh, there's other lesbians in my neighborhood. Let's all hang out. Go hang out at the food co-op. <laughs> strike up friendships with people. Life Next bolt. to the um, bulk old grains. Listen, that bulk food is really inexpensive. <laughs> it's well-priced. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater. theater.